I am on a mission to help organizations drive long-term success and results by implementing an unshakable transformation model. This model puts the employee at the center and works outward to support every aspect of the human experience in the workplace. Welcome to the Human Method Podcast. I am your host, Megan Bond, founder and CEO of the Bond Consulting Group. This podcast is designed to explore incredible guests as experts in a variety of professions and experiences to learn more about the tools that will transform an organization one person at a time. If you are seeking to improve yourself and how you live your life, or an organizational leader seeking to make a larger impact on your company through culture change, then this podcast is for you. If you are interested in learning more about personal or organizational transformation, I would love to connect with you. You can chat with me today at www.thebondconsultinggroup.com. Be sure to subscribe and get easy access to future episodes. Thank you and enjoy today's episode of The Human Method. To the podcast number two, who is the Bond Consulting Group in a deeper dive into the method? It's definitely a, going to be a reverse interview um, of the podcast host, um, which is going to be very interesting. And obviously, the Bond Consulting Group CEO um, and my friend and my confidant and one of the one most admired people that I love, um, Megan Bond. So I am so thrilled to be part of this series, and I'm so thrilled to be able to interview her and get to get a really good feeling about her company and understanding and everything like that, because I think she is building an amazing, amazing company, and I can't wait to see where it is in the next five to 10 years. So just to give you a little bit of background about me, um, I am a human resources executive. I have been in human resources, dating myself um, over 18 years. I have worked in so many different aspects of human resources, um, acquisitions and mergers, employee and labor relations, benefits and compensation, talent acquisition, development and management, work um, and management, workforce and succession planning. You name it, I've done it. Um, I love HR. Not gonna lie, um, and that's probably why Megan and I bond so well because she's got some of the, you know, some of that HR in her too. Um, just some of my accomplishments. I've obviously um, recently taken on a role where I'm completely building an all HR strategy for a smaller global company. But it's been very, very exciting working with so many different things, building something from scratch. Um, I very much enjoy it. Um, the other thing of HR I enjoy is negotiating collective bargaining contracts. I know some people are like, why? But I actually do enjoy that. Um, and of course, near and dear to my heart is talent talent development, change management, something that um, Megan is amazing at. Um, I hold my bachelor's um, in human resources. I have a master of arts and labor relations, and I have actually a doctorate in organizational leadership. So a lot of, do a lot of volunteer work um, on a number of different boards. Megan and I are co-chairs of the Pittsburgh Women in Economic Leadership Development Group. It's a great group. Um, and then I do some teaching with the um, Pittsburgh Human Resource Association. I also do a lot of teaching with um, an, a com or military families onward to opportunity 
Uh, and again, I'm running for Oakmont Borough Council, believe it or not. So I am, I am busy. Some of the things I do in my spare time is I just spend time with family. I pretend I'm a chef and I pretend I'm a wine connoisseur. Um, I have both of those. Um, and then I actually enjoy working out. So kind of balances between the food and the wine and working out. So, and, um, you know, and again, just to get into it with Megan and stuff like that, I, I think that, um, you know, when she had told me about, you know, sh her aspirations to build this um, company and to really, um, you know, do it on her own, I, I, I am still her champion. I will always be her champion. I think she's got an amazing talent and I think she's going to do some great things. But I really, really want to get into this interview. Some of the great things you're doing, Megan. Um, <laughs> Is that okay with you? <laughs> uh, first of all, yes. And second of all, Tracy, what a beautiful introduction. And I, I have to say, I feel the same way about you as well. You've been, um, and I think this goes to, you know, the depth of building the right circle. You have been such a good source of support, such an incredible friend, my confidant as well. Um, and one of my biggest advocates in starting this this company, and we've only met, Tracy and I only met several years ago through Weld, the group we both volunteer with, and quickly built a fast friendship. And I think you you sometimes intuitively in your gut you know who the right people are. Um, and I felt that with you, and I am so honored to have you interviewing me. So thank you for that lovely intro. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's dive into this. Okay, so. I know you spoke a little bit about your company during your last podcast, um, but I, like I said, I want to get a little deeper into the, the Bond Consulting Group and the work that you do. So tell me specifically the type of work that you do with the organizations and what can a potential client expect? Certainly. So the work that we do is really focused um, on, on organizational culture transformation. And while that topic is becoming more and more ubiquitous as the pandemic has shifted our traditional work environment and, and leaders are, are, are quickly working to figure out ways to um, engage employees in, in a different, um, through a different platform, virtual rather than in person, what we do differently in culture transformation is we focus on the whole human being. So we don't just look at what are the tools and resources someone in a company needs to do their job well. We look at what are the tools and resources this person needs to live life well. And then how can they bring that to work? So it's much deeper than a typical culture change or change management strategy you would see rolled out with a company as we go very, very deeply into that whole person and give them the tools to work through not only challenges in a job, but challenges in life as well, um, and giving them a fuller capacity to dedicate a larger percentage of their abilities to the work that they do. I think that that's actually an awesome kind of approach to the transformation process, because if you think about it, I want to hear a little bit more about this well-being, because a lot of a lot of change management or something like that, it's all focused on the organization. It's all mm -hmm. focused on you know very very limited kind of scope. And what you're saying is, you know, you're talking about the well-being of people. You know, the holistic approach to it. So tell me a little bit more about that. Certainly. So look, I think there are times when you need to keep it simple. Um, and there are times when you need to go deep. So on a surface level, certainly employees show up for work and know how to do their jobs. 
at the same time, how do we connect people again, at a cellular level to the company's mission and vision. And the way you do that is by connecting it to a person's personal mission and vision for their life. How do we get people excited to come to work because they're inspired by the work they do? Um, I also think that with the pandemic, as things have shifted, people are starting to fast forward into that space of how do we connect with more of the whole person, especially when we talk about well-being and burnout. Um, but I would still say that companies are merely dipping their toes in the water of that space. It doesn't really exist. So we, we just dive right into the, the ocean and really, really, really get into it. And culture, the, to go back to your question, culture transformation, because that is the best way to reach as many humans as possible and do it through the structure of a company, through our approach, the method. It gives us the most uh, bang for our buck. It, it really allows us to, to connect um, in, a, in a really powerful way rather than working with individuals. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> I love it, Megan. I love it. Um, now I'm going to be like, Okay, what makes your program so special? <laughs> I knew that was coming. I know you so well. Um, what makes my program so special? Well, I would say that what makes the work we do special, again, beyond the fact that we're connecting with the whole human, is that we're involving the whole human in this work every step of the way. So we're not coming at it with this, you know, eight-step approach to change or, you know, here's our process and it's very structured and if you do this, you're going to find happiness. We very much flex within our own approach. So we've constructed an approach. It's taken about 10 years to create. Um, it's called The Method. And we feel so good about this work. And we have some pretty structured phases with, within The Method. But we do look at it as an approach. It's not a process. What makes us special is we really are open to the human element of change and we flex as needed within this method and within this work. So I, I think that's the piece that, that really separates us is we're not, we're not forcing a process on people. We're really allowing them through the, through the phases. We're activating them to start thinking. But then we're allowing them to tell us what they need, to ask for what they need. And we give them moments and space to, to speak to what they need in, in a safe place. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. So, so that's the method. Okay. So diving in a little bit more into the method. Um, I think that, you know, you know, what's like the magic formula, like what do you do versus other specialists? What's the difference? I mean, I, I, I know you talk a little bit about the person and stuff like that, but can you talk a little bit more about that or explain it a little bit more? The method is unique because it's, as I said, it's been 10 years in the making and it's a combination of internal work to build the, the foundation for people to build the foundation and external implementation. So through the, the phases of the method and, our, and through this approach, we are first working with people as individuals. We're giving them the tools to go really deep within themselves and 
work through some stuff, whatever that stuff may be. It's different for everyone. Um, but the tools to think through it, the tools to step back in, again, in a safe place and look at the people around them and really inspect, you know, who's who's really supporting them, who's bringing toxicity into their lives, uh, work to help them set goals for the future, work to help people learn how to say no and set clear boundaries. Um, so there's a, there's a, a a whole chunk of, of internal work that has to take place before embrace and feel the actions that we're taking in our daily lives. So we help people do that internal work. And then the other chunk of the method is how do we externally implement what we've, the work that we have done? How do we now go into the world and apply these great skills we've learned um, to, you know, do within ourselves? How do we take them to the real world? And how do we show up as the best version of ourselves with these new tools? Um, so there's, there's two components to that. And all of the concepts in the method, none of, none of them are new. We have heard all of the stuff before. We talk about health and wellness. We talk about practicing objective awareness and assessing your current state. So none of the, the things that we have brought to the table are, are new concepts. In fact, a lot of them are thousands of years in the making. Um, what makes it different is they are strung together to build off of one another. And these specific tools used in the way that we've created this formula have proven higher success rates of personal and organizational transformation. And um, I went through this the method myself before I ever even started this company, and it absolutely changes the way that you look at things and how you show up for the work that you do. Awesome. Uh, this sounds, sounds great. I can't. I mean, I, I'm so interested in this. I think that this is such a, just a great kind of approach. And I love how you said, you know, the internal part and the external part. And, you know, there, I know there's a myriad of phases in it and I find it very interesting, but the one, and I know you and I talk about spas a lot too, and massages and, you know, self-care is so important, mm -hmm. particularly for, you know, I mean, not just women, but I mean, everyone particularly, but women, I mean, we do, we take on a lot. Um, so tell me a little bit more about the health, the health and wellness phase and why you find that to be so important. Oh my gosh. It's so important. The health and wellness phase is a piece of a much bigger puzzle, but without that piece, the rest cannot work. Um, it's not possible to be your best self if you're not physically and mentally well and in a good space. We go really deep into health and wellness work with our clients, um, with the individual and with, with organizational teams um, through a, a group of world-class coaches, nutritionists, Reiki specialists. I mean, we, we cover the whole gamut and, you know, not everything is going to work for everyone, but we want people to have the access and the scope to see and try different things and find the things that, that work for them. Um, if you talk to people that meditate, that have found meditation to be something that works for them, they will tell you how much it has changed their lives and how a simple five-minute meditation in the morning can set them up for um, a really highly productive work day. If you talk to people that really believe in eating whole organic um, foods, you know they will tell you they they will tell you that um, eating the diet that they eat has changed their lives, has set them up to be the best versions of themselves. Again, everyone has a different formula that's going to work for them. We bring all of the formulas, 
but we bring specialists to really distill what's going to work best for you, Tracy, what's going to work best for me. Um, and then once you find yourself on this, this regimen or this routine of health and wellness, and to your point, Tracy, it goes beyond eating well and being physically fit. It's about taking care of your body. It's telling yourself you love yourself by physical form, by getting massages, by, you know, treating yourself to things that, that feel good. I, I, I'm a huge advocate of reflexology and, um, going through that, that experience every week is, is really what sets me up for success on a Monday morning. And so we give people the tools, the information and the education they need to make educated decisions for themselves of what they're, they want their health and wellness routine to be. Um, and we also kind of sustain that with, with the backup of there is so much power in beyond being healthy in movement and being able to move ideas throughout your body to be able to come to a, a, a decision that you are struggling with making. Um, we spend so much time in our minds. So the health and wellness phase is really about kind of going back to your body, connecting to your, your core, um, taking care of yourself in a way that your body opens up to you and allows you to understand more and more of what it needs. And um, I could go on and on about this. The last piece I will say is the cognitive benefits of health and wellness. Um, scientific data has proven that the foods we eat, the, the time of day that we choose to work out, the type of cardio we ingest in our, um, in our health and wellness approach, all of these factors have significant impact on our cognitive function and ability to think through things and preventative measures against certain diseases. So um, there's just so much here. And I don't want to bore you or our audience, so I will I will calm down. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, the health and wellness has to be a part of this work. Yeah, you know, you're not boring me. It's actually, I, again, I, you know me, I find the health and wellness aspect so interesting. And you made me think about even through this pandemic, I don't, there's probably at least four professional men that I know that have actually taken up yoga, mm -hmm. which is like, do you know what I mean? And they're doing it. Like usually they'll do it at the end of their work day, maybe with their significant other or something, you know, in that regard, but they're, they've definitely, and it's so funny to actually have these conversations about yoga poses with some of these professional men, but they're, they enjoy it so much. So it's actually, it makes, it makes <laughs> me think of like, you know, people, I mean, and also, and I'll, I totally digress, like digressing, but the other thing when you were talking and um, way back when, when I started like really getting into kind of, you know, the working out and the wellness aspect and everything like that, cause I had gained a lot of weight mm -hmm. and then obviously lost some. And, um, one of the articles in my life, like we were read as, you know, a, a business, um, you know, a leadership team is the making, it was a Harvard Business Review article, and I'm trying to think of who wrote it, but it was the making of a corporate athlete. And it was mm. very, very important to the fact that if you don't take care of yourself and you don't, you don't have the stamina or, you know, to, 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 to do things, you know, health and wellness perspective, you're not going to have the stamina to actually perform professionally. Yeah. It just kind of goes so hand in hand. So it's exactly what you're talking about, Megan. Exactly. Oh, that's so cool. I love the way you put that. And it's also, I mean, it's something that we do with the method too, which is, um, through, creating moments of now you love working out some people don't uh, but moments that that create delayed gratification so really thinking about your choices 
And if we're looking at, I don't know, eating a pizza versus going to the gym, for a lot of people, that pizza sounds much more appetizing in the moment. It's the short-term outcome. But the impact of eating a pizza uh, versus moving through a workout, how we feel after is, is significant. And the more we can implement habits that bring joy um, in the long term, and the more we can develop habits into our life that, that leave us feeling good for having engaged in that routine rather than the opposite, those are the things that we want to instill in our lives. So it's also a good way to look at, you know, what is actually serving me versus what is a myth what do I think yeah. is serving me? But it's really, it's taking away from me. Like why is the element of fashion consulting also mm. part of your method? And how does it relate to the corporate culture change? Absolutely. I love this question, Tracy. I'm so excited to answer it because I think people do, um, you know, I'll even tell you when I, when I started this company, I had a lot of people that are really close to me that, that really want to see me succeed, uh, that challenged ha me having fashion as a component of my method and of my work. Um, and the theory was, or the thought behind that was, you know, you want to look at working with corporate America, it's got to be professional. It has to be about strategy. Uh, fashion is a derailer. It takes away from all of that strategic work. And I hesitated to incorporate this, but then I realized I had to because fashion is so much more than, um, you know, the clothes that we put on our body. It's, it's to me, I think of it and I liken it to Dickens or Hemingway. If you have a, a great piece of classical fashion, a suit jacket, a, a broomstick skirt, something that, you know, has been around for, for years and years that just makes you feel amazing when you put it on, it's an art. It's an art form. And I think that that art form translates into how we dress how we take the time to care for ourselves, both physically and mentally, um, really impacts the way that we show up for work. And whether we know it or not, again, certain studies have proven that the way that people dress impacts their ability, influences their ability to do their job. Um, I know personally that I once had somebody from a, a famous fashion atelier once tell me that he said, the days where you wake up and you feel like crap and you just don't want to do life, you want to lay in bed, those are the days that you go into your closet and you pull out that magical piece, that, that one piece that makes you feel like a rock star every time you wear it. And you only wear that piece on those days. But that is the power of, of fashion. And fashion to me is really about building your personal brand. It's the physical form of personal transformation. It creates a space for us to be imaginative, whimsical. It gives us the opportunity to tell a story and to change a narrative on the outside. Um, and, you know, we do a lot of cognitive work at the Bond Consulting Group around the psychology of the human mind and thinking to help people break bad habits and approach things in a, in a different way. Fashion allows us to bring that thinking work to life through how we present ourselves. So that's the why. But the way, the how we do it is we give people the tools to figure out what's going to look best on them, what's going to fit them best. Many people would like to dress well. They don't have the time. They may not have the eye. 
um, nor the understanding or access to certain pieces of fashion to really brand themselves the way they would like to. We take all of that away from them um, and really get to the core of, you know, giving them the ability and the capacity to be exactly who they want to be and how they dress. Wow, that is, that's, honestly, I love it. I absolutely love that concept, that idea. I think that, you know, and it's interesting that you say that because, I mean, even way back, you know, sometime mid-career and stuff like that, when I was trying to get into like the more of the C-suite and trying to, you know, kind of break that glass ceiling and everything. And again, obviously you have always heard the, you know, the phrase like, you know, dress for the position you want, not the position you have. So, you know, that was kind of like the motto then. And I, I do, I remember at some point in time purchasing, you know, I mean, more of the higher end suits and things like that and starting to go to work like that. And it was unbelievable how much more I got noticed, like by the higher ups and everything like that. And I know that, unfortunately, that is corporate America. Like you try, you, you know, but it's, it is, you know, I mean, and, and I hate to say it, but even like, you know, if there's women and men that just don't take care of themselves and look, um, I don't know, like, just don't look the part of their position. I mean, it, it definitely has an impact on their career. I think it's very important. Yeah. Well, and it's also creating an aesthetic. It's changing your experience of any situation at any given point in time. So I even advocate when I work with my clients, they think I'm crazy, but I advocate for not high fashion. It doesn't have to be high fashion, but I advocate for wearing beautiful pieces around your home as well. Even when it's just you having, Mm -hmm. you know, pajamas that make you feel incredible, having, you know, a great around the house outfit that you wear with a glass of wine when you're catching up with a friend on the phone, whatever it looks like, something you wear in a great oversized sweater and a skinny jean that, um, you know, you put on when you're working from home, but you still feel really put together. It, it changes your relationship with yourself too. Oh. <laughs> I will help you. I have some great sites and pretty good deals as well. <laughs> so true. It's like for the past year. I mean, it's so funny because you know, we went, we went from I went from you know obviously you know a high end stuff, and then I went to an, a, um, an organization where um, you know I I was like could wear jeans every day, so I still wore like nice jeans, and then. You know, now it's like working from home. It's like my my leggings and everything. So it is. It's definitely. I want some silk pages. So you made me think of that. Do it. Oh, I think so. And hey, workout clothes can be fashionable too. It's it's again. It's not about you know the level of you know formality versus informality. It's so much more about pieces that look good on you that fit your body the right way that you feel confident and great in. Um, you know, one of the things that we do is we bring you a great tailor. A lot of people are wearing two sizes too big, especially when we look at suit jackets and boxy pieces make someone look bigger. So we bring in a great tailor to help people, you know, get that perfect fitting jacket, the perfectly tailored pants so that, you know, everything is again, customized to you. And I think this goes back to our root, which is everything we do is very, very tailored from person to person. Even though we are working with large organizations, we have created funnels and ways that we can really connect with the individual on a large scale change to have layers of who they want to become um, impacted in a way that's specific to them. So how does the Human Human Method podcast support the Bond Consulting Group? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so... Um, 
we created the the Human Method podcast for for a couple of reasons. First, we wanted to promote the Bond Consulting Group. We wanted to get our name out there. But as I started interviewing my guests and and started having these these deeper conversations, there is a much greater impact than simple marketing. Uh, we are learning so so much from our guests, and you know, I, I adopt a mentality, a, a white belt mentality of, you know, every day you should, you can learn something new. And so bringing people into this space and asking them questions that are in the funnel of the work we do, we are getting better and better, but we're also being able to deliver their messages and their conversations to our audience. So that our audience gets to enjoy and, and constantly learn and, and take um, pieces of what we do, you know, and apply them in their lives um, in the moment. So I would say that perhaps that is our only reason for existing on the Human Method podcast is to say, you know, even if you're not working with us, you can learn a lot about the work that we do that can help you change your life through this podcast. No, that's great. I agree. I can't, I mean, I definitely, it's definitely a good, um, good opportunity and everything like that. And obviously I, I, you know, I share your mentality. Like I want to learn something new every day. Um, you know, it's, it, you, it, I feel like you, you become so stagnant if you're not continuously learning. So I completely Absolutely. agree with that. Yeah. All right. So tell me about what is the impact that you would like to have the world, like have on the world through the bond consulting group? Heavy Tracy. Um, <laughs> we want to change the landscape of corporate America. Um, I, I mean, I think it's as simple and as complicated as that. Want to change corporate America through culture transformation. Um, I want to change the way humans show up for work for themselves and for the people in their lives by helping them to become the greatest and happiest versions of, of who they could be. That's awesome. No, that's, that's definitely awesome. And I think, you know, unfortunately, there's so many organizations out there that really could use your services and really could benefit from, you know, our cultural change. And, you know, it's, it's, and again, constantly changing is always important, but there are, you know, there's so many different organizations either stuck in, you know, the 1970s -hmm. or, you know, definitely there's, or, you know, trying to just move forward and, you know, or, you know, they've had bad leadership in the past and now they're, they're trying to revamp that and going through. So there's so many organizations that can really, really benefit from your services. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Human Method Podcast. I am Megan Bond, and if you are interested in learning more about personal or organizational transformation, I would love to connect with you. You can reach me today at www.thebondconsultinggroup.com. I also want to thank Ayla Zimmerman for design and promotion of not just the human method, but our Bond Consulting Group site as well. She is a kick-ass designer, so please check out our site at thebondconsultinggroup.com. Sign up for our newsletter so that you can receive great content from us. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss our next episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme for the show, as always, is to be a little bit better each day. So remember, be better today.